You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your internet buddies, Eddie and Matt. So, as you may or may not be able to tell, we are done with the anchor. We're back live in person in the studio. In the, the kitchen studio. or the dining room table studio. The studio, which still has, I think, really awesome sound quality for a laptop, two janky mics in someone's dining room. Yeah, you'll be able to tell if there's a uh, intro on the beginning of this. Yeah. If you get your da 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 yeah. Thank you again, Bradley. So, just getting back from NTRPG, and man, what a fun time. Boy, are our arms tired. That's our topic for today, NTRPG 2020. First, we'll open it up for new business, any pop culture stuff, games, movies, video games, I am books. Ex- I, you know, currently, my left elbow is resting on a copy of the the Osric book, which is like a, um, a slump somewhat like re-editing and better fonting of what first edition AD and D essentially. Yes. And we are, there's some talk, some scuttlebutt about a campaign or something. And I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And thanks again to uh black blade for getting those out to us. Thanks Hirschberger. As fast as they did, they cut us a heck of a deal yeah. and I've got several of those. I bought a bunch to see if I could, you know, how much interest there would be around here. And surprisingly, I'm just about sold out already. Isn't that wild? Yeah. yeah. So really glad to see that happen. So that's something we'll be starting soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the never-ending saga of Castlevania is ended. Uh-oh. It was never-ending, but now it's ended. Wow. So Rondo of Blood, Castlevania X, was the last one I had to beat. Mm-hmm. And it was kicking my butt before we went to NTRPG. Wow. I had two bosses left. I came home from NTRPG, beat them like that. Isn't that interesting? That's one of those things. away sometimes. I've seen that with video games, yeah. So I had high hopes for that one because the next game that would come in the chronological series is one of the best of all time, the Symphony of Night. That one was okay. It may grow on me. It's I'll go back and play it a little bit more, but that one's kind of a meh in my opinion Hmm. and somewhere down the road i'll give you guys my complete ranking because i know you're waiting on pins and needles for that with bated breath but if we got nothing else to say on that front we'll go straight into in trpg con 2020 the north texas role-playing game convention where all this long con chicanery first arose you can blame them so let's just uh go Chronologically, in this Wednesday, we arrived, um, and it was great to see all the people that we only get to see at cons. The the, the ones that were there, and there was some handshaking, and but you know, of course, there were uh, uh, more like elbow bumps, fist bumps, whatever, and in, there were the copious use of masks and hand sanitizers and hand washing. Yeah, Wednesday is. The unofficial night of the con. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I don't think there's any scheduled games in the traditional sense, you know. Yeah, on the tabletop events site, it really kicks off Thursday morning, but you can definitely get into games Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that one, you really couldn't determine any attendance off that. You know, conventions in the time of COVID yeah. is a little weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we got to see how they did it. Sure. Which, again, they were taking all the precautions that they could. Absolutely. I thought they did a really great job with it. Sure. Uh, mask, social distancing, keeping your stuff clean, 
uh, more fist bumps and elbow bumps. Yeah. Air hugs, air high fives. Uh, part of their swag was a mask. Yeah, they had a really cool masks made out of the material that their dice bags are made out of, and it had the uh, NGRPG logo on it, but it was a mask that kind of made you look like a, a Sub-Zero or... Um, it had a strange effect on me that every time I put it on, I began talking like Bane, Batman. <laughs> I will break you. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But yeah, that was Wednesday, and then came Thursday. When the con gets into full swing. Yeah, proper. Um, so you're, you had a game on Thursday? I did not. I was going to run the brilliant Mansions of Madness. Oh. Written by our own Matt Gullet. What that hack? But I have had the worst luck running that. <laughs> That's the one that wherever I put it in the con is my game that doesn't make. Kiss of death. So I don't know. I will try again at a better time slot. And on Thursday you ran. Uh, Burger Wars. I'm your burger man. Read San Filippo's Brilliant World of yeah, yeah the American Wastelands American Survival Guide, but um, I think the table had fun. I had fun, um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's different, and a lot of it's tongue in cheek and Gonzo, and you know, because like it, as as Eddie's walking the door, I I tell him they're fighting the Salt Lich, but on bumps, you know, whatever, and you know, and, and they like, just fought a pickle. Yeah, they just fought a pickle golem. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, but you get it. Like you might like one guy something like, man, what, why is it all food themed? And went, well, it is an adventure called burger wars. I mean, you know, so, but I, you would, you would wonder if food, food folks and fun. Yeah. Food is a big focus in a lot of their adventures, but I guess you have to think that in, in a, in a post-apocalyptic setting, one of the big concerns on your mind would be finding some edible food and some potable water. You know I mean? <laughs> so I don't know, but, um, and you know, DCC's hallmark sometimes to people is being gonzo, and that's cool. But sometimes, like like when I was running post apoc, I had a few players that were like, "This is post apoc. We should keep it a little more serious." And I'm like, "I'm I'm fine with that, you know." But it it can be such a harsh, dark world, and if it was played very true to form, you got to have some levity. Mm-hmm. Think how dark, you know. I mean, okay, go watch the road. And then when you get done crying and you're out of the fetal position, come talk to me about the how harsh it really probably should be in a post-apocalyptic situation. I, I fought my way through that. I was like, oh, my God, I was depressed. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, that kind of brings me back to this war of mine yeah. where it's like, do you want realism yeah. or do you want entertainment? Thank you. And there's, there's definitely, yeah, there's a line. Anyway, went off on a tangent. But, yeah, I think it was fairly well received. And I, ha- I had fun running it. And, and I definitely recommend... Uh, the American because what's cool is that adventure we got a good four or five hours entertainment out of it they barely scratched the surface I love something like that where you really get your money's worth and there's the potential for for deals double crosses triple crosses you know and uh, other areas that they give you some information but you can kind of flush them out yourself and I love stuff like that like you could get you definitely get your definitely your, your dollar's worth out of Burger Wars I'll say that so anyway all right. Um, Thursday, the vendors were in place. Yeah, and there was uh, the fellow that was at our con selling his game system. Oh, you screwed up with that one. Did I? Yeah. This is where we don't remember the name 
Mm-hmm. We don't remember the product. Yeah, and I feel terrible. He's a really nice guy, super nice guy. I hope he doesn't listen to our podcast. I want to say it's Adventure Maximum. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely. But the it. odds are great that he does not listen to this podcast. We, luckily we for us, for that. Yeah, but he's a super nice guy, super nice. He was like, "Do you, do you remember me?" I went, "Sure, I do. I took some pictures for you and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and emailed them to him." So really, super nice guy. And I, I'm sure his game system, it, people seem very interested. Some people bought it, picked it up at NTRPG. Um, but he was there, and of course, Etten Games. Yeah, with uh, David, David of course. David is so nice. His wife is such a sweetheart, and it was nice to get to see both of them. Those are the, those those are definitely one of the people that that I look forward to seeing at the con, and not just because David is really a really nice guy, but um, he's there's always some cool gem or just awesome thing to be got had at his booth, mm-hmm. and and then the prices are just like. Dude, are you sure? I mean, like, oh yeah, like I, I should, like I, I should be giving you more money. I, I feel kind of guilty or something. He's just, just a wonderful guy. So I got a Ravenloft box set, yeah, and two different old school GM screens for under a hundred. Yeah, and I picked up a, a just a grab bag of different sprinkling of old and new and and retro stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, what what is what steal of a deal, you know? Absolutely. So that, yeah, we've got him coming back to the long con again. Yeah, he told me he's trying his level best. So, we should be able to see him and uh, pick through his stock again, see what he's acquired between there and long con. I won't lie, I could have bought three times what I got, but that was kind of my thought that well, save a little cash for November, you know. Um, But everybody was really super great. Uh, He made his money at long con last year, and so I was really proud of everyone. I mean, we had people, someone that came all the way from Shreveport, really, because they'd told, I told him he had a lot of old lead and cool stuff. And that guy pretty much came out to see him. Mm-hmm. And it's neat that we don't charge for people to enter the venue to interact with our vendors, which I think some conventions or geek collectives or whatever do. And another vendor, good friend of the con, Ben Burns, yep, will yeah. be at Long Con. So we got yeah. to hang out with him a little bit there. Yeah, he's his product is top notch. Artwork's great. Great binding. I mean, it's all around great product. Uh, he he vets it and tests it, you know, uh, thoroughly, and uh, he's very uh, aware of of the, qual- the kind of quality he wants in his products. And uh, his, I love his dinosaur fighting and his Call of Cthulhu uh, products are awesome because this is a guy who COC is his jam. Yeah, you know, if you get to play in a COC game with Ben, you're like. Hooray. You know. Yeah, and I'm in good with him because I pretty much kickstart everything he puts out. Oh, I know. So And then some. That gets you high up to somebody's list. I guess so. But Ben's a great guy. We, yeah. We really, that's someone else we look forward to seeing. And, and we did a little with. wheeling and dealing with him, so we've got some cool swag that you'll find oh, out about yeah. down the road Yeah. for yeah. the long con. Yeah, we're going to have some neat stuff for like the first, well, shit, everybody, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, just kind of going off on that tangent for a minute. If you had a Long Con Spring badge, you're rolled over. You'll still get that Long Con Spring die. That'll be part of the swag. Then you'll also get this mystery item. Yeah. And then we'll see if we're going to do something else on top of that. Yeah. Depending on how things are, we might do masks as swag. We might do the little, what, like. Uh, bottle koozies, can oh, koozies. Okay, I, the, with the gesture you were making, I was kind of concerned. You know, there you go. <laughs> that's why we don't do a video podcast. I don't hold my beer like that, but whatever. Anyway, um, that's 
putting it on the beer can. <laughs> Is that putting it on bottle. the putting it on the bottle there? That's what you call it. Okay, cover your bottle before you get to, get to it. Um. Anyway, uh, Diesel was there. Yeah, Diesel, Diesel LaForce. Um, he was there and his lovely wife selling artwork. Lisa. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I I was this close to buying a piece of artwork, but then I thought again. I'm like, you know what? I'll buy a piece when he comes out to uh, to Long Con. If he comes out to Long if Con. If he comes, there was some talk. Uh, we the the NTRPG was gracious enough to allow us a booth to promote Long Con and give out some ear savers that no one wanted and um haha but anyway their booth was right adjacent to ours and at one point the wife's like it's the long con guys honey and we had a little chat about you know they might be able to come out or not but anyway so this is friday so what did you run friday evening oh that was thursday now we're to friday oh my bad yeah so here's this one what did you play on thursday Nothing. Me neither. No. Well, wait a minute. So we we already talked about what I ran Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't run anything. So yeah. we didn't play anything Thursday. Matt ran a game. Very Mine much. didn't make. Yeah. So, what did you play on Friday? Nothing. Me neither. Okay. We'll get back to that probably. But yeah. what did you run? Um, I ran Caverns of the Dead God. That's when I who wrote, wrote that. Yeah, some some hack again, you know. But no, uh, well, it's funny. Like Ben Burns is like, "What are you running later?" I said, "Ah, some crap I wrote, you know." But I wrote when I first started playing DCC, and I'd ran a few of those modules to kind of get the feel for it. I decided to run write something specifically for DCC, which was uh, for my home campaign I was doing. And so it's Caverns of the Dead God. And then I end up running it for some people in Treeport and some people in Tyler and some people, other people in Treeport. So I really got play tested and I ran it at NTRPG that next time. And that table curb stomped it. They beat it in three and a half hours. Whereas like the home campaign, they played it over four different sessions from starting it to finishing it. But we did more role playing. We were playing. savoring it. Yeah, role playing and ass grabbing and whatever. Um, but these guys know... When we got to the four-hour mark, a couple of the kids were like, we're tired. And I'm like, all right. But the old guard were like, you know, can we keep going? And I'm like, yeah, fine. This is the last slot. So we it, we trudged on for about another hour and a half. Because they were like, we're, we're, they, they were thinking, well, we're done, right? And I went, no, you've, you're only about half of this adventure. And they're like, really? And I went, we'll, I'll let you all see the fun parts of the rest of it. And we'll hand wave a few encounters that I believe you guys would kind of. So they got to play it out some more and have fun. But I, I want them to at least get to the rib cage. They were that close. And so waiting for that, that epiphany, that, you know, and, and we got it. And that's why like Levi Combs mentioned different cool things. Heard the Connie's like, we're inside a dead God groovy, you know? And so, yeah, that comes from caverns of the dead God. Um, oops, spoilers. But anyway, they, they had a lot of fun. I got to play with some fun. Levi, I got to play in that game with him. He is really a cool guy, fun to game with. And he was kind enough to gift us with a couple of copies of his, uh, fanzine, uh, phylactery, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. That copy, I devoured it. It, it was, it hit all the right beats. It, it, every bit of it was neat. It, it, it inspired, it fired my imagination in that way. Like when I was a kid, and I and the artwork was the kind that I like. Good, but not too polished. You know what I mean? And very evocative, and and I just really enjoyed it. And also because we were next to David Donahue's booth. 
mm-hmm. he comes over like like Oliver Twist holding the bowl and goes, can I play too? And I'm like, hell yeah, Dave, get in here. He was so much fun to game with. I've never had that pleasure. And he was he was fun. And David's a great guy, but he was actually a lot of fun to game with. And then I had a couple other cats, uh, one named Todd, another named Tucker. Um, and those guys were a lot of fun to game with too. I, I really enjoyed them and, and hope to get to game with them again sometime. Anyway, so that was me and you on Friday. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was good to uh, meet Levi finally. Seen him around a lot mm-hmm. on the interwebs. Yeah. Put a name to a face and yeah, kind of get to know him. So yeah, that was really cool. What I ran on Friday, I think, was Death House. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Death House kills again. Yeah. Another TPK. So the last two times I've run it, there have been no survivors. And I was trying to think back to all the times that I've run it. Because for a while there, it was the house of mild irritation. <laughs> it wasn't killing people. <laughs> the house of chafing. <laughs> so I don't know really what has changed that much. Because uh-huh. it's not like... For Death House, there's a lot of nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So I had to sprinkle my goodness in it. But that's not what's killing people. So it ain't me. Yeah. It's people. People kill people. Well, Guy Gag said, I don't kill characters. Players kill characters, you know, with their dumb decisions. And they got greedy. Oh, yeah. That was, well, even more so a monkey trap. Monkey, monkey, monkey trap, as we like to say. Yeah. And. You know, there's that person that's got to touch the button, pull the lever, drink the concoction or whatever. You're sitting there shaking your head going, this isn't going to end well. But that, that those are monkey traps. Yeah. So this monkey trap was designed specifically for the dumbest of monkeys and i found him <laughs> ben burns and we love you ben <laughs> that was pretty fun though and the yeah. oh my god we're completely screwed yeah. this is something that nine out of ten people going through death house are not going to do are not going to have to worry about they were really really just like three rooms away from the end wow so close when they decided and it's the old well there's more stuff on the map that we haven't covered Let's go look. Hey, sometimes the treasure is there, and sometimes the certain death is there. So I get it. Like, let's not leave anything behind us that could come up. But in all these undiscovered areas, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of stuff just waiting to kill you, too, with nothing. No treasures. here at the end when your resources are getting low and, you know, you're out of surges or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, a good time. The house itself was very well received. Since we've put that little bit more work into it, I did some 3D printing and uh, got those really cool looking pillars. Matt put some paint on them for me. So, yeah. It looks sharp. It looks tight now. One skull for each dead character. Yeah, it's it's working out that way. Yeah. Let's see. um, What else was it that I was thinking for the death house? We'll see Uh, if I can think of it again. it'll, It'll pop up. So that leaves uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. So what did you do on Saturday? Lamentations. Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Yep. The game that I love to hate. Exactly. That was going to be that was gonna be uh, Eddie's DCC, mm-hmm. I really feel like. But, oh, yeah. But that raggy guy is such a... Throw it all out there. So, I'm sure he listens to the podcast. Yeah, whatever. But that guy, oof. He owes me money. Yeah. Where's my money, B? <laughs> Where's my money, mofo? So yeah. a lot of a lot of things, the commonality here is I like to run modules <coughs> that are slow and methodical mm-hmm. for a thinking man. Yeah. Which, again, going back to DCC in a con slot, a lot of times is like, woo-wee, 
let's just run through here and touch all the stuff and yeah. lick the walls. High flying, throw myself into the fire, you know. Whereas I like the more thinking man's approach to it. Sure. So, apparently all my characters were down with that. Players? Yeah, all my player characters. How about that? Yeah. All the players and all the folks that had uh, signed up for that. Yeah. So that was good. They really appreciated it. It's got that old school type feel to it because I would say old school dungeons are more like that. Yeah, that, you, that's what I... thing is really, I hate to say it, back in the day what separated... Um, it wasn't about your character. It was more about the player. Yep. And if you were a smarter player, it, you, it was evident and shown through. And they've done things through the years to make it where it's really more about the character. And and, and that's opened up more people being able to play D&D, which is a good thing. But I kind of missed the time when, you know, you couldn't just be playing on your phone or picking your nose. You had to be focused on the adventure because there's little tidbits and clues that are going to save you in that encounter later. Oh, wait, I think... I, have a, I think this thing might be vulnerable to fire because otherwise I don't see how we're going to beat this thing. And then, yeah, that was right. Good thing I was paying attention earlier and, you know, not playing on a phone, which weren't around back then or whatever, or playing grab ass or, you know, I mean, well, so. I had one player in both of those games, uh, Walter, and you mm-hmm. could tell that he was an old experienced hand and he plays more that way too. Cause mm-hmm. he was always the one, like, I bet this trap works like that. Like if we go over and do this, this is going to happen. Or, Hey, here's the easy way to defeat that. Cause there was a, bunch of levers that were controlling a force field uh-huh. so he's like here's how we solve that which i'm not going to tell you because you might play the game yeah. dear listener but really he was on point all those guys were more of the old school gamer and had a good time because that's another one where it's like a lot of nothing nothing's happening until something happens and then, boom and that seems like the hallmark of a lot of that raggy Stuff. For sure. Yeah. Which those, those, there's some real gems there, those adventures. That's what the kind of thing like people even that might not be the biggest fan of DCC though. I've heard many people comment, but their adventures are amazing. So that, do what I've done before. Take it. And it's not that hard. Convert it into whatever your favorite game system is that they're beautiful adventures. Well, a lot of times if you keep your hands in your pocket going through the dungeon, mm-hmm. you'll come out a lot better off Yeah, because they did pretty much. This was a tower of the Tower of the Stargazer, Stargazer, Stargazer's Tower, Tower of the Stargazer. Yeah, I Tower of the Stargazer, I think, yeah. Anyway. And that's a fun one. I played it. Yeah, that was the first Lamentations that we played, and that was weird role-playing. At our first con. Which is what I really like. And that's what DCC's got going for it. Yeah. But anyway, they played that one a lot like us. We didn't look in a hundred different places. We ended up finding the treasure and getting out. Get out. You got the trigger, you won the day. Exactly. Instead of like, well, maybe we should check a little bit more. Maybe we should do this. It's like, you've won. If you leave now, you've won. You win. If you keep screwing around, you're going to find that big pile of nope. Yeah. That's going to make you regret this. And and kill everybody TPK. We had a good time. They were clamoring for more when we wrapped up. And and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but yeah, go ahead. No, that's it. Okay, well, but that was your Saturday. Yep. And then did I mention... Yeah, Saturday I did. And cash. Saturday we did these in the morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no. So, so my Saturday morning game was uh, Bloodbath at Allsville, which is a, a written by now yeah, Matt Gullet. But anyway, there's a tourney mod that I ran for a couple years, tweaking it and enhancing it, and I played it. Um, um, I ran it at Red River. I ran it at Long Con. I ran it at NTRPG last year, and to the players seem to have a pretty good time. I'll put it that way. And what's fun is normally, you know, I'll have for my tourney games, I generally do a tourney game on the Friday night of any con that either ours or the ones we participate in, like into RPG. 
I don't know why, but it kind of became my thing. Like Matt's going to do a tourney mod on Friday night. And I'll usually have trophies and or medals you can win and, and you know, a lot of swag and fun stuff to give away. Everybody has a good time. Nobody leaves empty-handed. But I'm just going to say, I mean, things kind of went back and forth for a while there. And with the way things are, it takes even longer to get stuff from China or whatever. And that's who these companies use. So I just, unfortunately, I didn't run it as a, as a tourney mod on Friday night. But I ran it anyway as a non-tourney mod, but a funnel. And once again, it's like the American Wastelands slash DCC slash MCC kind of a adventure. And uh, they had they had a lot of fun. They had a lot of fun. There's one guy named Louie that he was really fun. I liked him. He was fun to play with. Yeah, he was in my death house. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. Yeah, really, I like him. And he, he had a lot of good questions and input. And really, it seems like a really nice guy. But also, I had a... Chris Stogdale, um, Randy was the other fella, and Tucker again, the kid that with the coffee truck or whatever, which he was supposed to have been uh, at LongCon last year, but stuff happens. But I, hopefully he'll come either to play in or the coffee's good, you know. I drank a ton of his coffee. But anyway, um, we had a really good time with that adventure. Absolutely. Um, a lot of fun. Was there anything new or different? Did they do anything that you haven't seen before? Um, no, nah, not I mean... Not really, and it's fun, but you know, it's really disappointing for me. Is and I'll say that we, we pick on the person like calling them a monkey in the monkey trap, but honestly, God bless the monkeys because that that's when we get our fun. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I had the mountain of loot. For those of you that may have uh, played Bloodbath in Allsville, if you remember in the sewers, there's just this little island of loot at a, like a at a at a four way, and there's the voice in the darkness. It's like help yourself, and all the you could tell all the old guard, the grognards were just like nope. And, but you, the young Turks are like, you know, ooh, I'm going to take a try at it. And then crunch, slurp, you know, next, you know, reach in the pile, grab another zero. I'm like, we can do this all day. I got a big stack of zeros. You know what I mean? And before you, they're going to realize, leave that crap alone, you know. But but then again, you know, no the kid's like, I have no regrets. And I said, good. That amused the heck out of me, you know. But anyway, yeah. But as far as like in the final battle, I've seen it go so many different ways. And they, it, it was a mix. Some, some turned on the other ones, and some, you know, tried to go against the the forces that be. But it's like you're surrounded, you know. And this guy's the baddest guy in the wasteland, really. Okay, you know, they took a few pot shots at him, and then, yeah. Anyway, but it was it was fun. They had a good time. I had a good time. Um, so, guys, we don't want to alienate anybody, but it's always for different reasons. It's not about the players, but you're, the most fun you had out of your games you got to run of the two. Yeah, it's really hard to say. Yeah. I mean, you, you I would know. say uh, Death House, just because I had been in that, and that was a little, like I said, intimidating, but not intimidating, because people get intimidated, they say, when they have to run stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the old wizen experts on D&D. Mm-hmm. But then when we run for people like that, when we go to cons and stuff, and you're like, oh, crap, I got to run for, you know, this person that is the head of this company, like, a couple of years ago, I ran for uh, Chris Haskins and his brother, which is Nord Games. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, crap. There's a certain level there. I was like, wow, these guys are like, ooh, la, la. So when know? Ben was playing in my game and he was like, man, that was fantastic. That's high praise. Yeah, that's where you're like, okay. Because yeah. you really kind of worry about that stuff, how much you actually worry or not, because yeah. you have a reputation, too. Yeah. You want to make sure everybody's having fun. Yeah, I don't want to go going, hey, this Eddie guy, his stuff stinks on ice, you know. 
So, yeah, I mean, because we were out there, we're having fun and we're running games. Because I won't lie, I didn't play any games, but I had fun running games. I, I enjoy running, and I'm glad to do that for people. And like we talked about before, when you get that feedback from the players, you really genuinely believe they enjoyed it. That feels good, man. That's that's you getting your hit, you know. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, back to Death House. Yeah. This is kind of an overall point. I think we ran low-level stuff the whole way. Yeah. Because one of the problems with Death House, or I guess just running higher level characters and stuff with that, there were some bells and whistles for their characters that they didn't use Mm -hmm. or it was like, Oh man, if I knew how this had worked better, Mm -hmm. I would have done a little bit better or I wouldn't have used it now. I would have used it later. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get to where it's like, do you want to run a sixth level, 10th level adventure at a con? Because there's no way you're going to be able to use those characters to their full potential. You're just not familiar with them. You don't have all the little all ins and outs. and whistles. And, yeah. You don't have your party synergy. Yeah. Where you're like, you know, if we had ever played together with these characters, we'd be on fire. Yeah. But not so much. Just because there's less bells and whistles for the PCs to have to deal with. And there's, I think there's a lot more you have to put thought into your playing at the low level than the high level. You can't just rely on the crutch. Well, that's why you've enjoyed running zero level stuff so much because they have no bells and whistles. It's all, that's a chance for, again, for the player to shine through creativity and thinking outside the box. You know, separate the so-and-so from the whatevers, you know. But especially like Dark Trails, Mm -hmm. that screams out zero levels to me. Oh, yeah. Because I just want to be... The average dude just in another that. cow poke, yeah, you know? with weird stuff going on around you. Yeah, not that I won't enjoy all the many, many character classes that David Beatty is creating for us, but oh, yeah. that's one where I'm definitely, you know, I'm okay with this guy being a low level dude. Funnel, funnel away. Yep. Yeah. So one little like takeaway from the con is, and I, and I hadn't thought about this in years, but like back in the old LG days, I remember you would get you know dominated, possessed charmed whatever you want to call it and your character was called upon to like have to attack one of your party mates i know where this is going yeah and man you know me and the majority of people you'd see were like man i'm so sorry i, I don't want to do this and you know that and i'd even try to do the cheese bag stuff like i stab him with my dagger and the gm's like really you use a two-hand sword normally you pull out a dagger well because well let's say in my mind somewhere in the back i, I still i'm fighting i'm being possessed but this is still my buddy i don't want to hurt him and jim might go all right i'll allow it or go nah don't quit being a cheese bag and then there's the guy that's like i cast fireball yeah you're gonna blow your you know high level spell just for yeah and with that gleam in their eye a little mm-hmm. flicker of a grin on their face and you're that's when you go really man like what kind of person but you know anyway but I, so i won't lie i had a couple of guys that were kind of that guy and you know let me put it out there i'm sure the majority of our listeners because you're awesome wouldn't do that but if you know someone who is chastise them (laughs) anyway don't be that guy but yeah it's just like you know yeah I, I, i just that's one thing i will say that as much fun as i had i would say on the two tables the fun what little bit it was diminished was by players that were kind of like oh boy you know i'm gonna attack my buddy or whatever it's like don't 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 be a D, you know, or a DH. But anyway, all right. So here's a question I want to pose to you, Eddie, and to everyone else. So are we done talking about NTRPG? Well, what what else would you like to add? The one thing that I would like to add is, as I mentioned, me and Matt didn't play in any games. We just ran. Yeah. And you would think you ran two or three games in a whole weekend. That must have sucked. It must we have been really weekend. boring. We got there Wednesday. But we know so many of the people that were there. 
we're friends with so many of the people that are there. Gary Oliver, Brian, Stanley. Yeah, that it was like numerous others. Homecoming. Yeah. It was like a reunion. It was a good time for us to get to spend with friends. Yeah. And that's one of the things. NTRPG in the grand scheme of things is a smaller con. It's not Gen Con or something like that. No. But there's still a lot of hustle and bustle as far as oh, yeah. I've got a game now and then I get out of that game and I got 30 minutes. If I get a bike to eat, use the bathroom and maybe see the vendors. Yep. Yeah, good luck. And then I got to race to another one and then I'm going to stay up till midnight or one playing this game and I'm going to start another one tomorrow at eight. Oof. So the schedule this way was a lot more relaxed for us. Mm-hmm. A lot more time to visit with our friends. Mm-hmm. I had a really great time. Oh, I had a phenomenal time. We had wondered about that, but no, we had a great time because we had to run games that we got a good feedback and we got to interact with our con buddies. There's many of you that weren't there and you were missed, you know, but, and you know who you are, but as far as the ones that were there, you know, it was, it, yeah, it's like you said, like a homecoming, you know, but we had specifically changed up our schedules this year yeah. to run on, Thursday and Friday night and then Saturday so that we'd have Saturday night for our free goofing around time. Well, and plus luckily they still had the, uh, the midnight auction, uh, which was part, part virtual part in person. And man, it's just a nonstop laugh fest. You just laugh till your sides hurt. And that, yeah. You know. But I think that the way that we scheduled it, if it had been a full con, that would have worked out pretty well. Yeah. I think that's a smart way to do it. No, no, Absolutely. I won't lie, I was worried about my performance um, Saturday morning because I was up a little late and might have had a little little libation. Uh, but no, I, I had enough coffee and you know, being, I guess, the old pro, man, I, I hit my groove, you know. Oh, and I forgot to mention this one. We were special guests this year. Oh, yeah. Which was great. That was fantastic. Yeah. Thanks to them for taking good care of us. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. Thank you, Doug and Mike. That was, these ghost guys, even though you know we're <clears throat> special guests they still rolled out the red carpet as if we were somebody from Watson somebody important or, yeah somebody important yeah so we really appreciate being treated so uh wonderfully by them and hopefully we'll get to be special guests again sometime and we're talking about uh Gary Oliver mm-hmm. the man behind the scenes there being yeah. a special guest for us at Longcon yeah so really looking forward to that and having those guys come out and spend some time with us at our little con. Yeah. Cause Doug and Brian do so much behind the scenes and they're kind of the unsung heroes of NTRPG. You know, they do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For even them being a smaller con, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of stuff oh, to take yeah. care of. So yeah, they definitely need a full staff to keep things going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it was a great time. No, it was really good to see all those guys. Can't wait gals. to go back. Yep. Yeah, can't wait. Have you bought our tickets yet? I don't think they're on sale, but I was actually about to look. Yeah, me too. So anyway, and I have to book our book my room. So anyway, all right. So we talked about NTRPG. We we had a wonderful time in spite of the circumstances. Stick a fork in it. Yeah, exactly. So here's a quick, just an interesting question. So I saw this somewhere on the internet, and it kind of struck a chord. This is this is not my opinion. This is someone's opinion, though. They said we've normalized overlong play sessions. Does it keep out new players? I disagree with the premise. And I knew you would because you're like me. And and maybe it's because, like this person says, we've normalized overlong. I don't think three to four hours is overlong. Now, That's another good question. What's the definition yeah. of long? And this is something that we've probably, I think, touched on before. But I believe, like I said, six hours. I've had some six-hour games that were fun. Ooh. But I will say six hours in one spot's a bit much. 
And sometimes it's good to leave them hungry for more. I think three to four hours to say, well, man, I wish we'd keep playing. But then there's that, oh, man, what great. But by that sixth hour, they're like, all right, this was enough. Yeah, maybe we should have stopped at three, four. Now, but this guy's talking about doing like one and two hour game sessions. No. No. Because if that's what you're defining as long, is like three to four hours is long, you're wrong. Yeah. And that was, it was interesting the feedback this guy got. But that was the thing was, and this would, would have, someone else already said this or I would. Let's face it, and I don't know about you, but if you're only meeting once a week, say you're lucky enough to meet once a week, if you're that lucky, there's still those people that won't make it, okay? And then that kind of throw a monkey wrench if enough of them are no-shows. Well, now you've missed out on your session until the next time. So when you finally get together, you really want to get something done. But you've only got one or two hours. Plus, there's always that one person who's like, well, I'm rushing from work and had to drive and and, um, I had to get a bite to eat. So they show up, you know, 30, 45 minutes late. Well, then if you didn't want to be a jerk start without them, well, you've just lost, what, 45 minutes of play on, what, a two-hour game session? Mm-hmm. And then there's the obligatory, like, you've had two weeks to level your character. Now, uh, how much experience did we get? Oh, I, I leveled up. And, and socializing. And then there's, of course, I was going to say what I always call the, the obligatory you know, grab ass, which is social hour. socializing, where it's like, hey, did you see that movie? Hey, did you read that book? Hey, man, how you been? Whatever. If you're telling me you're going to have a two-hour game session, you're only going to get about an hour's worth of game in. An hour and a half, or half an hour, and this I is, say. And this is historically someone who's speaking who's been playing these games since the fifth grade. And it's somebody that doesn't talk a lot, that definitely doesn't socialize a lot. <laughs> you call me some sort of gadfly or whatever? Man, it could be. Yeah, yeah. but anyway. Um, but yeah, so I mean, all that being said, I would say it's not a bad idea that if you were running games at like a game store or some awesome one like Geek World, and you were trying to kind of pull people into the hobby and do these kind of demo games for absolute fresh start brand new players. Yeah, a little two hour to you know sink the hook, give them a little taste. You know, yeah, that'd be great. But as far as an ongoing campaign with pals, it's got to be three to four hours. All right, let's throw this one out there. For you, listener, what is the appropriate length of a set a game session. Yeah, we what are you input. looking for? Sound off. It's either um, no class RPG podcast at gmail.com or or on Facebook. Or right here where you're listening to this, you can make a comment on SoundCloud. That's right, yeah. Please do. So we're happy to hear from you. Yeah. So for Matt, the appropriate uh, length of time for a session is three to four hours, preferably four. Yeah, and I would agree with that. It's almost like the con slots. Well, yeah, and that's why, you know, our con has three to, well, four-hour con slots. Idea is it, it's a good taste, but not too long in the tooth. And that way you can get more games in, you know. Now, I will say that I've been talking about running some demo games up here at Games to Go when all that reopens. Sure. And these will be absolute beginner games. Yeah. Like, you don't know what a D20 means. Yeah. And with that, then I would say probably an hour to two hours tops because I'm not trying to inundate you with this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to go heavy on it the first, time. the first time. Exactly. So yeah. it's a taste. Yeah. So when, when we clarify, quantify what's where I'm looking for there in that way, oh, yeah, okay, two hours is okay mm-hmm. in that instance. But otherwise for a proper – Or maybe your session zero yeah. is only an hour or two. Absolutely. When you're yeah. talking about that. But otherwise, you know, I mean, you have to have time to get into character. Mm-hmm. You've got to have some time for things to develop around you. Yeah. So you definitely need that extra time. Yeah. Back at the, the campaign we had in Shreveport Bossier that ran for about a year and a half, it was uh, Scales of War. Mm-hmm. I, I laugh. I, when I, I remember when I was running, um, 
uh, Skyrim had just came out. I mean, we'd spend the first hour, everybody on the table, like telling everybody else about what they were doing in Skyrim. And I would just sit at the end of the table grinning. I, I wasn't playing Skyrim at the time. And just listen to the stories, and we get together to socialize and have fun. And finally, someone looked into the, the table and go, oh, and they'd see me. I'm sitting there smiling, my, you know, hand on my chin, you know. And they're like, "Oh crap, sorry, Matt." And I'm like, "I don't care. We're here to have fun and socialize, and I'm enjoying y'all's stories." But you see, I mean, that took up an hour of every session, right there. Yeah, and you I know. think typically, regardless of what you're doing, you're having a game night yeah. instead of a game session. So even if you were coming over to play. Kings of War or something like that, some mm-hmm. board game. Yeah. I think it would still end up, even if it was an hour-long board game, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, he came in the house, 60 minutes later, he got out. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, let's face it, those um, those game sessions back then were so therapeutic because I was a full-time job at the worst job I've ever had. I was married to an insane woman. <laughs> they had two boys that were rather rambunctious. Um and uh, uh, I was a full-time student. Man, trust me, I don't know if I'd have made it if it wasn't for those weekly game sessions. And that was part of it. God bless you for listening to me rattle on for hours afterwards in the parking lot. Luckily, know? that never happened again. Yeah. But anyway, gosh, I look back and I'm like, how are we friends? <laughs> yeah. But board games, yeah. card games, etc. it doesn't yeah. just apply to RPGs. Yeah, no. I think anything, you're going to need more than an hour or two. Yeah, but Social, then again, socializing. What do you think out there? And we want your opinion. So, you know, in all means, if you're like, I completely disagree, sound off, man. We want to hear it. Yep. And uh, we are gan- gathering more listeners and getting more listens all the time. So thank you again for yeah, that. Thank you very much. Uh, we do this not just to hear us and uh, listen to our own wonderful voices, mm-hmm. but the more that this grows, the more that the long con grows is the more that we can give back to you. And that's what this is all about. Really right on, right on Kind of and, like running games. Yeah. And let everybody know, you know, long con's going to happen. Long con November, 2020. Never say never. Well, yeah. But anyway, but that is our current hopes and dreams right now. Right. We We're see that it's going to happen. Flatten and we the curve around the corner. definitely hope it's happening. Yeah, we do. We're but, proceeding but, like it's happening. And th- but that comes down to me and you and everybody else out there and whatever, you know, well, let's go off on yet another tangent and drag this out. Okay. There's not that many cons this year. No. So we may end up having a few more special guests than usual. That would be cool. So we'll see. It's really hard to go. There's not that many cons, so everybody's going to want to come to the long con, or there's not that many cons, so nobody's going to want to go to cons this con season. Should I mention that comment that guy made? If you want to, I can always edit it out if it's too terribly dirty. Yeah, But no, I mean, there was a guy that was walking by and he goes, well, lucky long con or whatever, like last, last con standing, I guess everybody's going to come to y'all. And I said, well, we don't like to think of it that way. And we hate the circumstances. We wish it didn't happen. It, it, who doesn't dread these circumstances? But yeah, I mean. And it doesn't matter. It's not like we turn into Gen Con all of a sudden. Yeah. But the idea is that if we're going to get a lot more attention now because of it, well, that's not the way we would want to get it. But we're glad to have any anybody and everybody that wants to come out you know well we'll see but here's the thing as always if people don't see games posted they're not gonna buy a ticket and it's a vicious cycle so we need to start seeing games posted have you got yours in no boom (laughs) how dare you call me out shut them down for you listeners you know i might i drank a lot i don't remember i probably do you do not okay well then You're I'm going to get them posted by post haste. I'm going to put myself before you hear the next, when the next podcast is recorded, I will have my games listed, sir. 
Good, good. Yeah. But anyway, hopefully it happens. Yeah. We're going forward as if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We've seen how it can be done. Absolutely. So. And yeah, and, and Doug and Mike and Gary and Brian did a phenomenal job with keeping things. I felt safe and secure the exactly. entire time. Absolutely. They, yeah. As far as addressing the issues of the current pandemic, they were, they did an excellent job. Absolutely. So. We will have to discuss if we are going to restrict on how many people can come to the long con. Well, they'll all have to be at least 20 feet away from each other. Yeah. But if you haven't bought your badge, you may want to because we could end up saying we're only going to sell X amount. And we do have a decent amount of folks from spring that rolled over, which we thank you for your patience on that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, really great. I was waiting for people to like, I want this and I want that and how dare you. No, everyone's been phenomenal. Everybody's happy with it. We love y'all. And I think looking forward to that. Prison style. Looking forward to being able to say we couldn't do spring, but we're definitely wanting to do in November long con. No comment. That's when he has to comment. No, I really wasn't going to comment. All right. Well, we have rambled enough. Please. Remember to leave us your feedback. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed the show or if you hated the show. And what is the appropriate amount of time for a gaming session? Yes, what are you please. looking for? We want your opinion. And with that, I can see we're all out of hit points. <laughs>